you have arrived at your destination. Hey, Stephen. Brandon. If you were the captain of one of the 13 court guard squads, which captain would you be? Oh, my gosh. That is a good question. <laughs> it is a good question. Uh, Kenpachi. Kenpachi, you beat 11? Kenpachi. Yeah, the, the toughest, yeah, the toughest ones, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In this, and I, I would, I would, I would say if it was pre-coronavirus time, I would say of the right answer. But during coronavirus time, it's definitely Unahana's. So <laughs> squad four is the correct answer in this completely subjective question. Uh, but that's what we're talking about, Steve. We're talking about Bleach this week on Animation Destination. everybody welcome to the animation destination podcast and animation celebration podcast i'm your host resident cartoon junkie brandon jones and i'm here with stephen barnes oh konnichiwa uh we're talking anime that's as you know with stephen on if i'm here it's usually anime <laughs> <laughs> that's true uh we talked about bleach a couple of uh anime months ago um mm -hmm. before and uh i wanted to revisit because uh there's a lot of things happening with bleach again which is awesome. Um, this is um, a weird little, uh, uh, one of the big three, one of the big untoppable giants of Shonen Jump that kind of fell down the wayside of, uh, of popularity in a few ways, uh, but never quite went into obscurity. There was always a fan base for this thing. Yes, yeah, a very devoted fan base. Mm -hmm. And that, that sort of shined through after everything kind of went away even more. Um, you know, no more anime, the manga ended, but you know, there were still light novels coming out, video mm -hmm. games, mobile games, um, and the fandom just sort of like, just sort of kept that surge going and again and again, kind of like the, the Hunter Hunter fandom. Cause there hasn't been, you know, that, that goes in delays all the time, but it still is viable because Hunter Hunter fans are still spending money on that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I so now we have the return of Bleach coming back uh, to the anime spotlight uh, to finish off its final arc, which is fantastic. We uh, talked about this a little while ago, I think last anime month when it was announced. So um, super happy about that. Oh, uh, dude, I'm ecstatic. Yeah, I'm super, super stoked to see the final arc, uh, you know, see, see it realized as we as we read it. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug it right at the beginning. Uh, you can go listen to ba the Bagged and Bearded podcast uh, on the destination. Uh, you can go on our SoundCloud, our SoundCloud page or uh, go on the, the website and uh, you can go listen to me and Steven talk about the Thousand Year Blood War arc uh, manga version uh for like two hours it's yeah. insane it's so. one of the best episodes uh, that we ever did uh even though bag and beard has been on the hiatus for a while but yeah, yeah definitely it's a thousand times worth checking out it's so good absolutely totally agree it's one of my favorite episodes as well um and uh that's that's uh not the only animation recommendation of today though Stephen has you have pointed out before we started it recording uh burn the witch will be airing tomorrow so well actually 
today, today as you're listening yeah. to this podcast tomorrow as of the recording but today if you're listening to it so uh burn the witch will be available um i think viz media will probably have that available pretty quickly yeah it should be on crunchyroll mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah it should be on crunchyroll pretty quickly uh so there we go i don't know if a simul dub is coming very quickly but i think it does have a dub coming up pretty fast but it is viz media they're sometimes slow with it so i'm not sure but still subtitled will be there for sure mm-hmm. um Go check it out on Crunchyroll because I can't wait. I've been reading the manga, uh, and I'm super excited about it. Yes, um, me too. More, more Taite Kubo. I want more Taite Kubo stuff. He have, have we talked about Burn the Witch on here? Just in, like in uh, general, we haven't. I don't think that we actually have talked about it much. I've talked about it with with Mitch before because that was the I recommended the trailer not too long ago. Um, right. So I think on the Kengan Ashura episode, we talked about the trailer, but uh, we have never talked about it, actually, uh, specifically. Got me you. So. Yeah, well, if uh, if you're, you know, an anime fan and, of course, you're listening to this Bleach episode, you love Bleach, you should definitely check out Burn the Witch. It's the next mm-hmm. series by Tight Kubo, mm-hmm. uh, and it's based in the world of Bleach. It is a different division of the Soul Society based in London instead of Japan. Yes. Uh, it deals with witches, um, and they are... Uh, like dragon hunters and they take yeah. care of dragons inside London. Uh, mm-hmm. It's his art style, which is, I love his art style. His character design is yeah. so good. Um, it, it's phenomenal. He just knows how to draw cool things. Yeah. Like cool outfits. Like it's I just like dra- those dragon designs. Oh like, yeah. Dude, I mean, like, I mean, no, not big spoilers or anything like three or four. Dra- I mean, lots of different ones, but three or four big ones. And those are like, Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, he, he does weapons really cool in this. They have these little, like little pipes cause they're, uh, uh, pipers is their division that they're in and they have little mm-hmm. pipes, but they also like double as like little tiny laser blasters. And I think that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you got the same little like chanting uh, magic use that you see in uh, Bleach too, which is a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. and, uh, the, it looks great. Cool thing, yeah, the cool thing I really liked about Burn the Witch was that it came like the, this anime and, and these new uh, manga episodes or issues all came at around the same time as like the new Bleach news about the the new arc getting animated. Because he mm-hmm. did one shot for Burn the Witch like way yep. back after Bleach ended. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it had a little bit of, you know, uh, interest in it, but it didn't like really take off. And now all of a sudden he's like, everything's coming up Kubo, you know, like. <laughs> right. Exactly. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's a, he apparently had health issues around the end of the um, about around the end of uh, his tenure. Really? Bleach, which, yeah. Which is why it kind of had like a, an abrupt end. Mm. Uh, a lot of people thought it was like because it was, you know, not as popular, but manga sales kind of dispute that quite a bit because um, manga sale the manga volume sales like dipped a little bit but it never got below any kind of like it never had a crash in the volume sales sure. um so you know so it was but it was weird that like suddenly like it was announced like oh in three weeks bleach is going to be ending like no one knew that it was like walking dead getting the you know <laughs> getting yeah. uh, but I, I but i think it was because you know it might have just a lot of the speculation now or then was that it got canceled and now more of the speculation is on that like taite kubo was kind of like he had some health problems and was kind of like i'm kind of done i need to stop <laughs> otherwise i'm gonna be you know 
in, in bad shape. So I think he's probably getting back around to a, a better schedule because if I, as far as I can tell, Burn the Witch is like limited series type stuff. Mm-hmm. So it won't be like a continuous every week type deal. And yeah, uh, yeah. So like this has been a biweekly series that's been in Shonen Jump. Uh, shows up and it ended it. Yeah, the Shonen Jump uh, series ended it. F- well, he took the one shot and he mm-hmm. added on to that and made it a yeah. total of four issues. Mm-hmm. And then that is going to translate into three anime episodes that they're mm-hmm. technically they're calling it a movie, but it, they're breaking yeah. it up into three episodes. So that's all that's right. going to be. But mm-hmm. I did read that he is going to put out more manga for Burn the Witch. Yeah. So hopefully that leads us, you know, further down into more anime. So, yeah, exactly. And I, I think the I think like the the vibe of it is going to be there. They're starting to realize that you can do this model successfully instead of having that continuous uh, manga mm-hmm. plus continuous anime. Yeah, uh, you can have like, hey, here's a guy who can make a manga for you for every other week for these four chapters. And that's volume one. And then you can have a volume two that will come out later and that'll give him time to actually do it. (laughs) And then people will buy it because it's like Taite Kubo and people enjoy his work. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see that they're actually adopting these different models. So, uh, and I'm super happy for it. I am too, man. It's uh, you know, like black clover, for example, mm-hmm. or Boruto is a big one. Like it's just, yeah. they, they just, it's filler. It's filler and yeah. it's not good. And it's a, mm-hmm. kind of a waste of time, but if they right. stick to that, that main material or just do it in seasons, like my mm-hmm. hero does. Yep. It's a, it's just the, it's the right way to go. Yep. Yep. That's how you do it. It's how you can keep the interest going. Um, you know, you had a big, you know, luckily, luckily attack on Titan re you know, reshifted and got back on track, but you know, four years, four years before a season two, like that almost killed the enthusiasm for that show. Oh dude. So many people that I, who, who I know that are not into anime were way into attack on Titan. And then Mm -hmm. just for, for them not being in the, to to anime, you know, when it, when it went away and never kind of came back, they were just done. Yeah. And like, that's a, I mean, that's a bummer. Yeah, and they didn't serialize the OVAs that came out because they had like four OVAs that came out in between that were like little specials that were made up just for the anime, like yeah. uh, Levi's Origin and stuff like that. And I still need but, to watch those, actually. Yeah, they're pretty good, uh, but they didn't serialize them at all. They just were for airing in Japan. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so like the fans that were, were enjoying like all the stuff that we knew, like here in America, like they didn't get any of those things because you kind of have to look in like pirated sources to get those, you know, sorts of things. And, you know, normies who have experienced the sh- the season one didn't really know those avenues. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, but luckily we're getting the final season of that. And that's pretty cool, which yes. uh, leads us into our news, in fact. And I'll go ahead and say that for the first one. December 7th, they have finally said December 7th is when the final season of Attack on Titan will be airing. Um, got a nice new uh, poster for it. It looks awesome. Can't wait. Uh, as you know, me and me and Steven, uh, we partake in the manga. Oh, we, uh, we read the manga. We read ahead in the manga for it. Uh, you know, it's not something we do for everything, but for certain things it is. 
uh, definitely a thing we partake in, and this oh, yeah. is one of them. If the anime hooks me, I'll I will pick up the manga, and I I can't wait. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm totally impatient. I can't wait for another season. <laughs> I will go ahead and read it, and then just watch as they release. <laughs> exactly, uh, but yeah. So we're uh, we're we're up to date on it. It's almost over. It has a few more issues to go, um, and this should encapsulate all of those things. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm so. most like. I'm very excited for it and everything that they're going to cover. But I do not know how they're going to <laughs> take everything that they haven't covered yet and and cram it into this last season. It's true. If it's they true. do it, I'll be super impressed. I hope they do yeah. it well. I'm, it's they're, great. It's a great final arc and whatnot. So it'll be yeah. really cool. Absolutely. Can't wait for it. But uh, we'll, we'll see what they do with it December 7th. So that's great. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, also airing today, uh, season three of Carmen Sandiego will be on Netflix today. Oh, yeah? Uh, Yep. So, well, it'll be tomorrow sure. of this recording, but today, if you're listening to this podcast, so, uh, so go check that out. If you enjoyed seasons one and two, like I did, like Jay, mm-hmm. like me and my friend Jay did, it's a good time. Um, let's see the official teaser trailer for Transformers War of Cybertron trilogy Earthrise. So, uh, the second. Oh, that's on Netflix, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second volume of that will be coming out pretty soon. I don't think it has a date yet, but I think it's going to be in December towards the winter. So, mm-hmm. uh, But uh, season one is available now. It's produced by Rooster Teeth. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Oh, I didn't know it was Rooster Teeth. I haven't watched it yet, but I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was Rooster Teeth. Yeah, yeah. They, they they produced it, I think, did the animation for it. So. That's all. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. None of the original voice cast comes back, which is a little bit disappointing. Uh. So. Uh, yeah, no Peter Cullen is Optimus, no uh no Frank Welker is Megatron, but the guy the people that do it, they they do a good job. So I'm not gonna yeah. uh lash around lash out on that or anything. Um the one of the design uh heads of uh character design at JC Staff uh released uh Eden Zero anime uh look, the look for the anime, which is the next Hor- uh, not Horikoshi. What is his name? I can't remember the guy who did Fairy Tale's name, so I'm just gonna say the guy that did Fairy Tale. Uh, <laughs> but uh, his new uh, his new manga, uh, Eden Zero, finally getting an anime adaptation. Um, so we'll be getting that pretty soon. And now we've got character designs with black haired Natsu, uh, totally not Lucy, and definitely happy. Right, so, not Natsu, and totally not Lucy, and uh, Hiro Mishima. That is uh, the Fairy yeah. Tale. Yes, yes, Hiro Mashima. Yeah, Mashima. Yeah, uh, Hiro Mashima definitely. Uh, I, I enjoy Eden Zero. I've been uh, keeping up with the manga of that one as well. I think that's a good. I think that's a good time. Um, it's very fairy tale. Uh, it's not. Yeah. It's not high end uh, intellectual art by any stretch, just like fairy tale. But it's a good time, and it's about friends having an adventure, and that's always great yeah, so. i really dug i read the first like five or six issues and i really dug the uh the main character's abilities his power mm-hmm. which yes is, uh, yeah. gravity yeah he can yeah. like shift is it he shifts gravity around him or he shifts his own center he, sh- he shifts his own and he can kind of do like a like a, a bubble around him so like some of the people around him he can do as well uh and then he kind of develops that as it goes along as well so cool, that gets even man. More. yeah i definitely want to get back into reading that 
Yeah, yeah. The the gravity ether is a lot of fun. There's a lot of good. And the ether is the thing that they use, obviously. Uh, but it's a go. It's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy that. I can't wait for the anime, which is coming out pretty soon, as the uh, production. I think it's. I think it will start uh, probably in spring of 2021. Cool. As well. So Very cool. That, which, uh, as you said, I believe is what people are speculating for My Hero Academia to come back as well. Yes, that's. Uh, I read something about that today, that they're hoping yes. for spring 2021. I'm hoping oh. for tomorrow, but I doubt that, that <laughs> happens, so I guess I'll wait till spring. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be a bit too sudden, I feel like. But uh, <laughs> spring will be good, I think. I agree. Uh, and on October 6th, um, there will be a Dragon Prince uh, Through the Moon graphic novel. Uh, that you can pick up at your local comic shop. Uh, and uh, they'll be doing an Instagram live with co-creators, uh, I believe, sometime on Tuesday, October 6th, on the day of, of its release. Okay, cool. So That's cool. On the day of release. Yeah. So Is that an rad. original story or is it like an adaptation? I think it's an original story. Uh, so, because I think it's, uh, yes, probably like an in-between because we're doing... They got the new seasons greenlit. Yeah, like and, four through seven or whatever. Yeah, and I'm suspecting there will be a time jump uh, between three and four. This might cover what's in between that time okay. jump. But that's cool. I have I have no idea if that's true or not. That is my speculation. So okay, all right. That, that is clearly just my speculation. Do not quote me. <laughs> uh, but if I'm but if I'm correct, please reference back to this episode where I am absolutely correct. So um, because I like being right. Uh, but that's going to do it, Stephen, for our news, which leaves us plenty of time, my friend, to talk about bleach and rank all of the arcs in bleach, which is what we're going to be doing today. Yeah, good. We're going to need all the time for this. We will need all the time. And for that, I'm going to tell these guys to go check out this ad break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's your resident cartoon junkie, Brandon Jones, here to tell you that the Animation Destination podcast could not be possible without the generous sponsorship of the Destination Comic Book Store. Sporting a wide variety of Funko Pops, statues, toys, games, and other collectibles, the Destination is your one-stop shop for all things pop culture. If you're ever in the Kentuckiana area, stop by the Destination at 5031 Shelbyville Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207 in the Best Buy Shopping Center behind these crafts. I've personally been shopping at the Destination for about three years now, and uh, it's the only comic shop that I really go to anymore. It's uh, got great lighting, great staff, it's very friendly. Um, you know, you've met the staff, pretty much the entire staff on this podcast at some point. But it's definitely the shop to go to if you're ever in the Louisville area. So once again, check them out at 5031 Shelbyville Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207, just behind these crafts in the Best Buy Shopping Center. And thank you again to the Destination crew for sponsoring the Animation Destination Podcast. And we're back from that ad break. And now, Stephen, it is time for our topic of the day which is bleach revisited all of the arcs ranked by uh you and me the the titular um uh avant-garde connoisseurs of bleach as it were because um, yes. for some reason Stephen, i don't know why this is i i don't know why it gets crap for what it for i honestly don't know why uh as being one of the big three i think bleach really takes the most on the chin from 
manga and anime fans mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. I don't know why that is. Um, uh, it doesn't they, deserve they, it. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. They, they claim there's no character development in it. I think that is unabashedly untrue. In you know why? Every... <laughs> they haven't done a thousand year blood war yet. It's true, but there's even character development within the rest of the show too. And I you, think you're that, right. You're absolutely right. And, and I think what really hurts it, I think, is the same thing that hurts Naruto anime adaptation as well. Is just the the fillers just kind of drag things down in a few ways. However, um, though there's no real development during the uh, the filler arcs. I think the filler arcs are actually pretty stand pretty strong mm-hmm. as far as filler arcs go in Bleach yeah. uh, in the anime. Um, the thing that really it, stood out to me about fillers uh, for Bleach more so mm-hmm. than any other anime. I, honestly, I can't even really think of another one that's done it like Bleach did. But Bleach mm-hmm. did filler arcs, like right. like full arcs of just like yeah. this is here's a full story all the way through detailed. Yeah. And then and then they cut back into, you know, wherever they they left it from the yeah. and, and that's uh, different from you know like Naruto, Boruto, uh, yeah. Black Clover. Where well, actually, yeah. Black Clover is kind of doing some arcs, but where where every episode is a contained right. story of filler, and you're just not invested. You can't get invested right. into Sasuke and Naruto hunting cats. You can't do it. Right. <laughs> you can get invested in them wanting to know what uh, uh, Kakashi, uh, looks like. Kakashi looks like. That's definitely one you can get invested. That's the only uh, one you can do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only filler I've watched of that show. Actually, it's the only oh, yeah. one that I watched. Of it. Uh, they they do a few arcs, but they're not like long form in Naruto. It's no, typically like three episodes yeah it's like three to four that i think the longest one is like a 10 episode span so like mm-hmm. there's not a lot uh that cover like a full thing um they they cover a few things like the other tailed uh uh Beast. beasts and stuff like that which is kind of cool but i i never decided to jump into those but with yeah. bleach i watched everything as it was coming out basically so i watched all of it not really knowing that the bount arc was not completely good. made up right <laughs> um and i think that i don't know i guess they either talk to taite kubo or or maybe they just have a really good uh staff that kind of gets him because i feel like a lot of the the filler characters are really strong and i think that's what works a lot to their to their advantage mm-hmm. uh because the characters that are in them, the, the the worst parts about the fillers is that the characters kind of have to wind up back at the point where they were between them. You know, right. um, you had Uryu during the bounce arc kind of gets his powers back, even though he used up his powers at the end of the Soul Society arc. So mm-hmm. he had to get him back just to lose him again at the end of bounce so he could be back to where he was <laughs> at the start of Hueco Mundo. So, you know, just stuff like that is kind of like, eh, it's kind of repetitive and silly, but um apart from that like it gives a lot of i think the 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 they give a lot of uh uh new characters some time to shine uh the fights i think are interesting the powers are interesting mm-hmm. uh, and uh so let's get into our ranking system shall we yeah Steven? Uh, so i broke this down uh into uh 11 arcs there are i think officially of the anime 16 arcs but i didn't count like the ones that were like four or five episodes the little tiny things the, sure, sure. the the comedy bits where like uh don what's his name like recruits a bunch of ichigo's friends to fight 
hollows. Like I didn't recruit, I didn't count any of those. Those are like fun little offshoots, whatever. They're fine. I don't care. They're not an arc. So yeah. Uh, so we're doing uh, all of the arcs uh, and in, in chronological order, that would be uh, the agents of Shimigami, Shinigami, uh, which is the, the origins of, uh, you know, Ichigo and Rukia, mm-hmm. uh, the soul society arc, uh, the, uh, Bount arc, the Huicomundo arc, I believe Zompak, no, uh, the Captain Amagai arc, uh, in between that, uh, then to the Karakura town arc where they fight over the fake Karakura town after Huicomundo, right. uh, then into the Zampakto Rebellion, uh, then uh, then into the Mod Soul arc, and after that, the Fullbringer arc, and then the Thousand Year Blood War arc, which never got an anime anime adaptation. Mm-hmm. So that's the chronological order, roughly, of everything. Oh, and the Vizard's past arc as well. That fell in between as well. So and that's the 11 arcs that we're going to be ranking today in our top 11 arcs. Of Bleach. And uh, I guess we'll go ahead and start with number 11, uh, Stephen. My number 11, at least. Um, and it might be the same. I don't know. We'll yeah, talk I'm about very it. very interested to see how you <laughs> rank these. Right? Uh, my number 11 is the Mod Soul Invading Army. Oh, mine is the Captain Amagai. Oh, okay. You put Amagai below that. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so the Mod Soul one... Uh, that's interesting. What, uh, what, what put, uh, what put the Amagai below? Uh, because when you sent me this list and I was reading through yeah. it and making my decisions, uh, mm-hmm. Captain Amagai is the arc that I remembered the least about. So okay, it, had that's... Least, it had the least impact on me. I mm-hmm. actually had to look it up to remember like, Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, that I remember that, but gotcha. Just didn't gotcha. stand out enough to me to really mm-hmm. make an impact. So I figured that was definitely last. Yeah, fun fact, that is the reason Mod Soul Invading Arc is in is my last place. Oh really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I I actually had uh the Zompakto Rebellion in the eleventh spot. Um and then I kind of rethought it and realized that I remembered more about the Zompakto Rebellion than I did about the Mod Soul thing. Yeah. I, I rem I remember Nozumi, who was the green haired girl, um, and she was a little bit interesting. But I forgot entirely about the villain. I know that he made the mod souls. Um, and but I have no idea what his motivation was or what he was doing or he was trying like, to replace everybody, wasn't he? Yeah, he like replaced a bunch of people and uh it, like th- there was a few like, oh, Ikaku got to fight fake Kimpachi, which is like not really Ikaku versus Ik- Kimpachi and stuff so right. yeah it's kind of like fake out battles and i'm just kind of like i didn't really remember much about it there wasn't a, a whole lot that really gripped me other than i liked i remember liking nozumi's uh shikai power i thought that was cool yeah because it like absorbed the riatsu from like other people and used it so i thought mm-hmm. that was kind of cool so i uh I'll, I'll go ahead and jump ahead just one because my 10th is mod soul Okay, gotcha. And yeah. uh, so we can just kind of discuss those together. But I really, yeah. I, I like the Mod Soul um, mm-hmm. because I enjoyed seeing Captain versus Captain. And, right. Uh, mm-hmm. And set, and even though it was in the end, of course, you know, they're all like fakes and whatnot. But sure. uh, it was just really cool to see like, you know, yeah. uh, fake Byakuya go throw down against King Pachi and just like all these other things. It was, it was yeah. dope. I kind of dug it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can get that. I totally get that for sure. 
for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's my number eleven. Your number eleven is uh, the Amagai arc. Uh, I'm I've got that one decently high in really? the. It's actually my favorite of uh, the filler arcs. Um, so because actually all of my bottom four, I know we talked up and said the filler arcs are actually okay, mm-hmm. but all of my bottom four are the filler arcs. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. All four of the bottom are my are the filler arcs for me too. Yeah, which makes sense. They're filler arcs. They're not going to be as good as the actual, yeah. you know, manga arcs. It makes perfect sense. That's what I um, <laughs> actually, you know what? Let's let's talk about. It. Let's just do these four real quick. Like, sure. say what your. We'll say what the four are, and then we'll discuss each one uh, as as we as we finish it off. But yeah, my number eleven was Mod Soul. My number ten was Zampakto Rebellion, which you know I I. There were things I didn't specifically like about that arc, yeah. But I re- I remembered liking the ending very much. Like I thought the end was really cool, mm-hmm. and I think that's what jumped it up to ten for me. Bount is number nine, and Captain Amagai is uh, the number eight. Um, and I think the reason I have Amagai up there is because I liked Amagai and his uh, his lieutenant, yeah, or his second in command guy that like kind of um, had a beef with Kira. Mm-hmm. Um, Kira is like one of my least favorites of the Shinigami. Um, but he actually shined a lot in that because he had that rivalry with that dude. And I really like the red haired guys, uh, Zanpak Toe, cause it was like a double bladed, like boomerang type thing. Oh yeah, that was, that's right. That was cool. Yeah. I, th- I like that a lot. And I remember really enjoying their battle, uh, a lot too. Um, but I also liked the little Royal girl that was living with Ichigo, like that whole thing. And Ichigo kind of you know teaching her humility like there's a lot in that going on that i really enjoyed from it yeah um, but uh uh zanpakuto the thing that i didn't like about zanpakuto where did it land on yours actually i'd like to hear what your four were um so number 11 was captain amagai mm-hmm. number 10 is the mod soul mm-hmm. uh same as you number nine is bount Okay. And then yeah. number eight is Zanpakuto Rebellion. Zanpakuto Rebellion, yeah. A lot of people do like Zanpakuto Rebellion. That's typically the one that people really enjoy. I, I did. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot because you get to see the like these physical forms of right. their Zanpaktos. While mm-hmm. and, and in some cases it wasn't great. Right. Some Zanpaktos you're kinda like, What? But, right. yeah, but for the most part, I dug almost every one of them. I think yeah. uh, my favorite was, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy with the 6'9 uh, tattoo on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he, what's his name? He guy. He guy, I think. I can't remember his name. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I with, love uh, his, his Zanpakuto's. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, go ahead. I do remember his Zanpakuto was uh, Kazashine. I do know that. It's like, because it means death wind, which is rad. Yeah. <laughs> It was like the only one. Like he's he's always afraid to release his bankai anyway yeah. because it's very bloodthirsty and like murderous. Yeah. And so the the physical form of it when it came out was the same way. And yeah, and it didn't even want to fight anybody else but him because it was like right. like mad at him for never releasing him or or like trying to beat him to show him that I'm powerful and you can accept me as for what yeah. I am and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loved yeah, it. it was loved it. That that was really cool. I, I did enjoy that. the 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 thing that I like, sort of like, the reason I sort of, I guess, rebelled against this one. Uh, like again, I don't think it's a bad arc in general, as as filler arcs go. But I really liked when you started to see like 
there's uh like when Ichigo would talk to to Zangetsu and mm-hmm. you had Renji talk to his and when Renji first talked to his it's this baboon with a snake tail and the idea of these th- like your Zanpakuto could be like anything could be these weird esoteric things like a baboon with a snake tail or or uh Hitsugaya's is like a big ice dragon and you know stuff like that you know right like like that that's really cool to me that really stood out to me like when you were learning about you know what a Zanpakuto is and how you unleash its bankai as you talk to it you learn its name and you get to you know uh uh learn a bit about yourself in this in the same way and how Ichigo's inner world was like a sideways city and like everything was all this esoteric weird stuff you could do anything with and in the Zanpakuto rebellion arc they're all just kind of like dudes they're all just kind of people <laughs> like yeah and, and that sort of like saddened it a little bit they even made um um uh, they even made Renji's like, it's like two like girls and like one, like kind of looks like a baboon and one kind of looks like a snake. And that, that was like way less interesting to me than an actual baboon with a snake tail. Um, and that's kind of why I just sort of like, I don't know, had like a little bit of a nerd fit and was like, man, I don't like how they did that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, I think the plot of Zanpakuto rebellion is really cool. Um, especially towards the end when you have, um, uh, you have the reveal that the main villain who's causing all the Zanpakuto to, you know, rebel is a Zanpakuto himself uh, of one of the first Kuchki clan, uh, uh, Kuchki clan. So, uh, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, that whole thing was cool because the whole time Byaku is like being real quiet, the whole arc, and you don't know who he's playing with and like what he's doing, but he's basically just trying to put an end to this evil Kuchki spirit because it's his duty because he's the head of the Kuchki clan now and I I I thought that was awesome so that 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 that's what bumped it up past mod soul for me but yeah. my my nerdy little anger towards uh, what they did with the the uh the the Zanpakuto just kind of kept it down for me and uh, it's a shame it's a shame because uh you know I I think most people like the Zanpakuto arc and and uh I think a lot of people are on your side of saying it's probably one of the better uh filler arcs out there uh i think one top whatever you know filler arcs thing uh, i think this is always on it i think that mm-hmm. one's always on it and uh uh and rightfully so it, it actually was probably one of the better structured ones um uh let's talk about bount at number nine huh it, it was close for me between yeah. bount and the zanpakuto rebellion because i really enjoyed the bount it was one of the first yeah. filler arcs and yeah. uh, it expanded the world into um, humans, mm-hmm. you know, which like, yeah, Ichigo's a human, but the, the rest of this is basically like spirits and Shinigami and stuff like that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just, I was very into those characters. Uh, yeah. And the idea that they had to kind of like feed off Ryatsu to maintain, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. A little, a little Quincy ability. Uh, they, they did a good job of like, you know, like giving them abilities that were different from Zanpakuto, but similar enough. Yeah, because uh, weren't there, uh, weren't there, uh, no, I guess not really Zanpakuto's, but like their weapons kind of not sentient, but um, yeah, yeah, they, they all kind of had, yeah, they all kind of had their own personalities, sort of yeah. like how the Zanpakuto did in the, in the Zanpakuto arc. Because uh, uh, I remember Yoshi's uh, fan and sword, they would talk to her and they were like, 
more bloodthirsty than her. Yeah. Uh, she, she was probably my favorite. I just liked her a lot. Um, uh, there wasn't much to her. She was literally just like a stone cold killer, but I just liked her ability with the fan and the sword. Um, uh, the grandpa like had the big fish thing that would kind of, you know, uh, dart around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, the one guy who survived the big dude with the beard, I forget all their names, but he had the weird little ball thing with like the spiky hands. That, that I really like that one actually. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. look up uh, some of their names. Yeah, yeah. The only one I remember is Yoshi. For some reason, I remember Yoshi's name. Yoshino. Yeah, Yoshino. Yoshino, uh, Ganju, Yamada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ganju, yeah. Ganju was the... Yeah. But uh, it was cool. And I like the lightning blade that the guy ended up having, the guy with the wind powers. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, because he actually used uh, what would actually cause lightning, which is wind. So, you know, people, mm-hmm. uh, people don't know that. Uh, but yeah, so it, 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 it did have a good uh, thing. It also sort of foreshadowed in a few ways, like the Thousand Year Blood War arc. And I, I would say that actually all of the filler arcs kind of foreshadow it a bit. A little bit. Because they're, they're very steeped in the idea of like the sins of the Soul Society mm-hmm. and like, all the bad stuff they've done to like other people and like, you know, the Quincy, obviously the bount got kind of screwed over the mod souls kind of got screwed over. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, the Visor, the captain Hitsu guy or captain Ama guy, like Ama guy got uh, screwed over by uh soul society, which is why he infiltrated to become a captain. So he could take down uh, uh captain Yamamoto. Um, and I, I just like it's it's pretty cool that like all of those kind of foreshadow the idea that like, oh, there's darkness within, you know, the soul society's past and it's going to catch up with them. And <laughs> boy, does it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Real. So, yeah. So there we go. That's uh, but yeah. Uh, do, you, do you have anything to add about the Captain Ama guy at all? I, I've, I've said no. I said. Uh, like I said, it just didn't uh, I just couldn't remember a lot about it. And when I read right. through it. Um, to you know, uh, mm-hmm. remember most of it. It, it, yeah. It just didn't really stick. Gotcha, me. gotcha. There was one that I thought was interesting. Was uh, the uh, there were three blades from that little royal house that the girl was from, mm-hmm. and the three blades like fed off your riatsu, which I thought was cool. And I thought if you gave one of those to a bount, they would be like uber powerful because they could just suck the riatsu around them. And eat that, and then feed it into the blade. Oh yeah, that would. That would. That is one other thing I'll I'll throw out there about the Bount series uh, in particular. Was uh, I? I really dug when the Bount went to Soul Society and became Mm -hmm. like insanely powerful because all Soul Society is made of Riatsu, so they're basically just feeding off like the buildings around them as they're walking around. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. Yeah, I agree. A lot of the fight, like the the fights in it weren't like they were all smart. Like, you know what I mean? Like you know, a lot of the a lot of the fights in Bleach kind of come down to, ah, here's my new attack. And that's yeah. how they beat them. Yeah, <laughs> like, typically. yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. You know, th- there's a lot of anime that do that. N- Naruto is much smarter with how it does a lot of things. They do the you know tricks and like how they use their powers in a certain way to to right. beat them. But. Then there's, and my heroes that way too, they use their quirk in some unique way to overcome. But uh, Bleach is one of those. It's kind of like DBZ of like, oh, I have this new attack that you didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Or, ah, I trained and did this. And, you know. Yeah, let me um, unlock my <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But 
what I think is really cool in the bounce arc is that they had to find different ways to like make the bounce powerful than just making them more powerful. Like you said, like, yeah, they went into soul society and they're like, Oh, they're oop because they can suck up literal buildings that are on the side. They're just like eating up Reatsu that's like around them. But then they had to like overcome like, Yoshi's defenses because like you had Yoshi who would she'd have the fan that was like had uber defense and then she had the blade that was like super attack so you had to Rukia had to outsmart her in that way uh the guy with the fish like uh he got outsmarted by um uh what's his face the crazy scientist from uh squad 12 uh, what is it I forget I forget his name. The guy played by Frieza, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, but yeah, he's like, he had to outsmart the fish dude. Like there were different ways that they ended up like actually overcoming their enemies. And I thought that that was really cool uh, that they had to come up with interesting ways to do that. So oh, Ma- Mayuri. Yeah. Mayuri. Yeah. Captain Mayuri. Um, good times. Good times. I like the bounce. I, I, I can go back and watch the bounce again and, and really enjoy it. There, yeah. Things happen. It, it's well paced too. Like things are going on. You have the, the time in the, in the human realm and that feels kind of dangerous because they have like these weird new powers. And then you have the time in the, uh, in the, the soul society and they're just like super powerful and you got to overcome it. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. I'd, I'd love to go. Oh, and they had that one. That was a really good one. They had that one Shinigami who hated Kimpachi. Cause he killed the captain. Oh, I thought that, yeah, that's right. I thought that was really cool. Cause uh, yeah, cause he, he killed the original captain and he was, uh, he was mad about that. So I thought that was awesome. So um, I thought that was really cool. Cause uh, you got more, more backstory on Kimpachi that you didn't really get, uh, you know, so. Yeah. And he's got a great story too. Yeah. But that's our that's our bottom four, which is all the filler arcs. Uh worked out pretty perfectly. Yeah, it's pretty funny you did that too. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. because uh, none of the main ones were gonna be lower than that. Uh so number seven, Steven. We're into the number seven. All right, you ready? Uh, yeah, my number seven. Go ahead. Uh is the Hueco Mundo arc. Oh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the which is the uh, arrival in Hueco Mundo uh, and the rescue of, uh, of uh, Orihime. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I love this arc. I'm not saying anything like super bad about this arc at all. Uh, probably the reason I have it at seven is I feel that it drags a little bit in between. Um, but other than that, uh, I think it's pretty great. Um, you know, there's a lot to it. Um, what did you have at number seven? Uh, the agent of the Shinigami. Okay. The original. The okay. Yeah. Arc. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Yep. There we go. Uh, my, my reason for that is uh, pretty simple. Uh, mm-hmm. Bleach only gets better from there. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's and, true. Uh, it, so I, 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 I love the beginning arc. Uh, mm-hmm. It sets the pace for everything. It introduces the world. You get, uh, of course, introduced to all the main characters right off the bat. Um, you get uh, something like the Fisher story, which is really mm-hmm. cool. You know, Grand Fisher, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just when I sat here and ranked everything, I, as much as I loved it, I was like, it, it literally just gets better. So I, <laughs> I had to put it at number seven. Right, number right. Four. Yeah. Nice, nice. That's fine. That's totally fine. I get it uh, because again, the, the show gets different um, pretty much like after that point. Mm-hmm. Um, like entirely because it starts off as just a monster of the week show, you know, like he's, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a Shinigami and he's taken on a hollow and this is, you know, the hollow that's 
Orihime's brother, and yeah. this is the hollow that killed his mother, and like great stuff. But uh, you know, it's it's monster of the week. It's very different pace from what occurs afterwards. You know, so I can totally get that. Huiko uh, Mundo, I you know, like I love it. Um, I'm I'm interested, man. I I don't know if I want to skip ahead too much, but um, but my agent of the Shinigami, that's up in spot number five. Oh. So. Yeah, I have that uh, in my top five, actually. So um, uh, we can come back to Hueco Mundo when we get to it on yours, actually, because I think you have a lot to say about Hueco Mundo. Um, well, I mean, either way, we can uh, we can handle that. I have a lot. You want. Yeah, and I, 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 I have a lot to say about it as well. I'm just going to say the reason it's at seven is that I feel it drags in between. That's the only reason that I have it there. It also sort of rehashes a lot from Soul Society arc. So it's, there's a, it there's does a few things. Drag moments, for sure. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, one of the friends gets, you know, well, you know, it's it's like um, uh, Ichigo has a first confrontation with the villain, gets whooped. Uh, friend gets kidnapped. Friends get together to go rescue them. They meet a big group of people that are super powered. They have to beat all the super powered people. They you know, it just sort of like hits all those same beats. Right. Uh, but thematically, it's way different. And I think it's and I think that's uh, worth talking about. Uh, so. I'll give my so I'll I just gave my reason as to why it's my number seven. But when we get up higher, let's talk about why it's higher on yours and what makes it good. Sure, uh, I think that's a good way to do it. My number six, actually, uh, before I get into my top five, uh, is the Visard's past. Arc. Ooh, we're close. Yeah, you are okay. close. Uh, mine okay. is the full bringer. Okay, yeah, yeah. See, my my full bring is way up. I yeah? will say that right now. Okay. I love full bring arc. I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, uh, so Visard's past um, was cool. Um, you got a little bit of new information about stuff, um, but uh, it was uh, it was sort of just like, oh, like we know these characters, but it was cool to see how they kind of fell, and uh, you see. <laughs> It was cool how they worked in Tozen being the being like the um, uh, the traitor, yeah, without knowing that he was because you didn't know it was Tozen. I thought that was cool. I liked. Uh, we'll we'll get to my visards uh, or where I ranked it soon enough. But the thing sure. that I really enjoyed about the visards was learning their backstory. And right now, now that I look through my list, I think a lot of mine are based on like backstory because i love the history of some of these characters but um you know of course one of my favorite favorite things about bleach and ichigo is his hollow mask his visored mask Mm, and you don't know anything about it for the longest time that's true and then uh and then you see like you you meet another visored and then you meet Mm. a group and then they get into their abilities which are all super cool and mm. then you get into their past and how yeah. they became the visors and yeah and uh just th- and the fact that this because this kind of blew my mind i remember just specifically when i was watching this is uh you know they introduce these visors these new characters they're training ichigo on how use how to use his mask power uh, instead mm-hmm. of just like raw power right and and then they dive into this history where they are old captains old lieutenants yeah. old members of soul society shinigami it blew my mind i just yeah because by this point we've already seen the bount and we've already seen uh you know i'm a guy and and all that at this point i'm going like oh this is just another group of powered up people for whatever reason they are no 
they were right. experimented on and mm-hmm. messed with and then kicked out to become mm-hmm. like these like shunned from society these rejects right. which is even yeah. more messed up considering that they were captains and all that and basically soul society betrayed them right so yeah, yeah i really enjoyed the uh, visor's uh story right yeah and and not only that uh it's the it's the impetus for uh kisuke uh and uh yoroichi defecting as well yeah so yep, you know because they true. were part of it too and that that was that was the impetus for their defection was that whole event right there and they didn't they didn't know that aizen was the was the cause of all of it only the visards kind of knew um but they had to control their abilities before they could tell anybody i guess um and then you know aizen ended up revealing himself uh but yeah it it, it was it was a lot of fun like i, I did like to see like um you know because you kind of got to learn about their uh their uh their zomp you know how their zompacto works and everything mm-hmm. and it, it was it was interesting to see like the captains like like oh like these guys were captains le- captain level that's why they're so strong right like yeah it's like okay that's pretty cool um captain and lieutenant obviously but yeah uh and then you get to learn some stuff about kisuke being like in you know uh squad 12 being uh the lieutenant to uh or was he the he was the lieutenant to somebody or he was the captain he was the captain he was the captain of squad 12 and then he got Mayuri out of prison to be his lieutenant. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then Mayuri ended up becoming the captain after he left. So, thought that was cool. Yeah. You did get to see, like, it, it is cool to kind of delve into the past of those sorts of things. So, mm-hmm. that is pretty cool. Um, let's see. What is your number five, Stephen? Or what's, what's your number right? six? Uh, my you number six was Fullbringer, but you still really right, yeah. enjoyed that. So, let's save it until yeah, when we'll you get you got to it. Yeah. We'll say full bringer for up there. Yeah. Yeah. My number sure. five was, was the visor's past. It was right next yeah. to okay. where you said it. Right on, right on. Got it. Uh, that's my agent, the Shimi, Shinigami. So, uh, okay. yeah. So right there. So pretty close, uh, in between there, but yeah, agent Shinigami is my number five. Uh, I love the, you know, again, it's the impetus for the whole thing. Uh, but it has a lot of emotion to it. Uh, you know, you kind of, you, you understand why Ichigo wants to protect from that arc. Right. Um, his mother's death. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a big thing and, uh, kind of serves as his whole character, you know, situation, you know, they, they always say like, like the reason Ichigo doesn't shine as well as like Luffy or Naruto or, uh, you know, people like that because he doesn't have a defined goal. And I don't think that that's fair because I think his defined goal is protecting the people he cares about. Because yeah. he lost his mother because he wasn't strong enough to protect them. Mm-hmm. From that moment on, he tried to learn martial arts. Yeah, like as a, you know? yeah, like as a human. Like yeah, he, he. I think the beginning of the whole story is him beating up like a group of people, like a group of bullies yeah. or whatever. Because yeah, the, exactly. Like, the defender of the people, basically. Yeah, the other yeah, people, like the downtrodden kind of. Yeah, or just yeah, he beat up a bunch of kids who were like who like knocked over some flowers for a little girl, ghost girl. Oh, that's like right. he he beat them up. That's the first time you see him. He's like protecting this little ghost girl who can't protect herself, and then he ends up fighting the big you know uh, hollow that attacks her and stuff. And it it really builds that whole like this is his goal is that he wants to protect people, people that he cares about. Um, yes, he's a reactionary hero, but that's more in line with the fact that his goal doesn't serve to the universe that he's brought into, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, wanting to become Hokage 
that's served by the universe that he's that Naruto is in. He yeah. lives in a ninja world. You know, uh, Luffy wants to be the pirate king. He lives in a pirate world. Ichigo lives in the real world and he gets introduced to all this nonsense, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, you know, turns out that he actually is special because he can see ghosts and all that stuff. But, you know, he lives in the real world. He doesn't live in the Shinigami world. So he doesn't have Shinigami aspirations, you know? Um, he, he just wants to protect his friends and that's, that's his impetus. So of course, if he's about protecting, of course, he's going to be a reactionary character. And I, I think people really need to go back and watch the agent of the Shinigami arc to really get Ichigo. Um, cause that's where it all shines for me. Um, and you know, it's, it's great to see him. Like I, Ichigo shines really well in the, in the arcs that I have him in. So, um, but yeah, that's that's why that's my number five. Your number five was Visor's Past, mm-hmm. uh, which of course we talked about why that's that's a good one. And again, it's Bleach, so like all of it's good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're never gonna go wrong. <laughs> yeah, like me for me, like you know, like I'm I'm loving Naruto. I'm very much enjoying it, but it hasn't like it's not Bleach to me. You know, yeah. like there's very few shonen anime that are Bleach to me. You know, it's very few and far in between. Like I, I don't even like Dragon Ball Z as much as Bleach. Like you know, and I love Dragon Ball Z. I think it's great, but yeah. it's not as good as Bleach for me, man. Yeah, Dragon uh, Ball Z, we love that. It also holds a big nostalgia factor. That yeah, was like the yeah. thing I watched as a kid, and then Bleach, yeah. like, oh, more anime? Like, <laughs> this, like, oh, and swords? Yeah. And, like, yeah. you know, just all that. that. That's kind of the reason I think it really hit a lot of our generation, because, like, it really was, like, um, I was coming out of high school when Bleach came around, but... I was still sort of in it. I was in that mindset and I'll, the characters in bleach aren't kids. They're teenagers. They're high schoolers. Like they're, they're actually in that, you know, that realm. And as you get into the themes of the show, like they really resonate with a teenage audience in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's probably why it shined as well as it did. Cause it had a really fast rise and like a pretty steep fall as compared to say one piece in Naruto but I don't think that's easy to compare those two because those two are freaking anomalies, you know, one piece, especially, you know, it's like, it's, it's still number one. Like, what are you going to do? It's just like, it's, it's almost sold as many copies as Superman and Batman who started in the sixties, Yeah, you know, they're starting in the forties actually. So, you know, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's good. We're going into number four, are we? I think we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number four, my number four this is going to be controversial for you. I know this. Okay. Okay. And I'm, and I'm sorry, but my number four, this is just me, is the thousand year blood war. You crazy? I know, right? Oh yes. God. Thousand year blood war arc is my number four. Oh uh, I love it. It, it may change when it gets animated, um, okay. but um the reason it's number four for me and it's that and again this is just the reason it's number four it's all good it's all good and and uh you know it's like it's it's, this is not a bad arc by any stretch but it's number four because the ending kind of gets yanked and it 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 sucks because the end is like a really good uh you know it's got a really good thematic ending towards the end you have a guy who has the power of the almighty you know um, wanting to end fear and death and destruction by basically ending everything. Right. And then you have 
then you have Ichigo on the other end who, you know, it's like the fear and, you know, the, the, the hardships of life is what makes life worth living and making the, the fruits of our labor, you know, that those two clashing ideologies towards the end are like great. And it all kind of ends in one issue and it sucks. And I'm just like, it, it's the only reason I have it down is because the ending like kind of gets yanked away. Yeah. Cause I, I think Kubo was just kind of done before he finished it and he couldn't quite keep going or, or the, the studio or the, 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 you know, the, the company kind of pulled it away from him or something. I'm not sure which is the actual truth of it, but uh, that that's, that's where it, it slams down, but we'll talk about why it's way higher on your yeah, list. When we get I'll, I'll save my reasoning, but I, that's understandable. You're not wrong by any means. Uh, it, yeah. it does kind of, not abruptly in, yeah. but just wrap up yeah. a little quicker than you would. Uh, yeah. Especially uh, after everything, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, right. we'll, get, to it. we'll get to it. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. So uh, what is your number four? Uh, my number four is the Soul Society arc. Wow. Oh, my God. That that hurts. Oh. That hurts me so much. <laughs> I think we both hurt each other on that one. We did. We did. We totally have it. I think we probably. Oh, I bet I'm betting something. I'm, I'll, I'll say it later. But man. Oh, yeah. Soul Society. Really? Man, it, that's crazy. It's it's number four out of 11. So it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's near in the top, you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I just uh, the, the things that I loved about the Soul Society arc was just like I said earlier, looking at my list, like a lot of my higher ranked arcs are like character introducing or character history. Mm -hmm. So, right. I loved meeting all the new, all the captains for the first time. And right. And and basically the world of soul society. Uh, Yeah. I think Ichigo versus Kenpachi, the first battle where he meets him, he meets him, he explains his eye patch. He's explains the bells on his hair. He's like, you know, like I wear these because I can never, I, I need to help my enemies. (laughs) <laughs> destroy them so fast you know right i thought that was just amazing yeah. uh even later on in the in the arc where he takes on uh biakia and mm-hmm. uh yeah. and first releases his his bankai right mm-hmm. oh, you know yeah. man like it, if it wasn't for just how much more progression ichigo as a character becomes this would probably rate uh, rank a little higher for me but that that moment too when he uh when he releases his bankai for like the first time right and Biyaki right. is like uh, what what is that yeah. <laughs> like, oh. that and that's the other thing about that arc is like i mean not only is is ichigo um kind of uh invading the the society like they see him as an invader they also see mm-hmm. him as a uh, a substitute soul reaper which is what he is but to them that's you know that's something they don't talk about you know like oh right. he, he's just a sub right. he, he he got his powers from rukia she, that's why the whole right. reason that he's there in the first place is to rescue her she never mm-hmm. should have given him uh her abilities he, you know he's right I, I liked it i just think that some of the other stuff were a little bit sure. uh better sure Sure. Absolutely. There we go. Uh, we will talk about more about that when we get it to mine. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so let's go to our number three is our top three. Yeah. The top, top three. three. Uh, the top three. My number three is the fake Karakura town arc. Okay. All right. The Shinigami versus the Arankar versus the Espada. So, and all the way up to Ichigo defeating Aizen. So uh, now 
I think the top three, like, I think, you know, these are, these, these are when you get into the kind of like, oh, hard decision type area. Yeah, think, man. You know. Yeah, it really um, was. Right. So uh, where did, where, what falls in number three for you? Uh, number three was the Waco Mundo arc. Waco Mundo. Yeah. And okay. So, yeah. Uh, you know, we discussed the Waco Mundo uh, with you earlier yep. um, when you ranked it down at seven, but mm-hmm. this one and Soul Society were kind of, I, I flipped them at least three times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, both of them are basically, they're kind of equivalent to each other in the ways of introducing characters. Waco Mundo produces all of, uh, uh, the Espada and, Mm -hmm. and of course, whole society introduces the Gotai 13. Right. I think that it expanded on what Aizen was doing. It expanded Mm -hmm. on the villains, which as much as I love the heroes, this yeah, this series has amazing villains. Oh yeah, absolutely. Grim Dow, Okiora, uh, Harrible, mm-hmm. like so so many great characters. And uh, yeah. you 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 did nail it on the head. You said it earlier, which kind of makes me want to flip it back to four again. But uh, there <laughs> yeah. is there is some drag in this because yeah. some of the um, characters yeah. that Ichigo uh, meets that are just kind of right. not great yeah but, uh, some of the r and car are kind of weak but uh but the spada i think are, are pretty top tier yes in a lot of them, so, and uh they're they're a lot of fun correct me if i'm wrong uh but nell do we mm-hmm. get her reveal in the oh, yeah. mundo or is that more toward we get we get that towards the end of Waco Mundo. Okay. Yes. That was, yeah. cool. that was like yes. mind blowingly cool. I was like, Oh, cause she's such a mm, eh, character <laughs> until yeah. the reveal that she's an Espada and that she was yeah. actually cast out by the other Espada and they took her memories and all this. Like that was that, that was one of my hypest moments. In fact, the whole, like the whole Noitora like conflict is like the hypest moment for me through the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Cause it just, it goes through these peaks of, you know, like Ichigo fights Grim Jow. He's totally, you know, tired and beat up and everything. And then here comes Noitora. Who's this scumbag. Uh, number four, I think is what he is. Number five. He's, he's, he's number five of the Espada. Uh, I love the rank, the number ranking stuff too. That's yeah. always fun. Yep. Uh, but he's the number five and, and they're just, they're just kicking the crap out of Ichigo. Uh, <laughs> like, but then Nell, like, cause like when Nell at one point early on, like she sucked up a whole bunch of the Cero, the, the yeah. energy that our car shoot out. Right. And, uh, she sucked up a bunch and I thought that's all she was going to be. Like, she was just going to be like this little, like, like a tiny character. Yeah. Tiny battery character, you know, stuff like that. And then when it gets a reveal that she has a power up into an Espada form and then her hair blows up and you see the three on her back and you're just like, Oh crap. Like, you know, she's like two ranks above Noitora. You're like, Oh no, it was so good. It's what a hype moment. I absolutely loved it. And then she's just like freaking poning the crap out of Noitora. Uh, and then goes back to her little kid personality, even though she's still like the grown woman. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. I, I, I loved that. I thought it was great. And then after that, uh, Ichigo, you know, like she gets, you know, beaten because she doesn't, she's not able to hold that form very long because, you know, and then uh, Kimpachi shows up to save Ichigo, yep. which is great. So Kimpachi shows up later and then they have a big old fight with Noitora versus Kimpachi, and that's always mm-hmm. great. 
There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, Rukia versus the number nine dude is a lot of fun because uh, he stole the face of uh, of uh, her uh, her lieutenant. Uh, right. The, it, it, yeah. Number nine. That's the one with, like the balls that were in the. Yeah. Like the yeah. Dude looking thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That was a really cool one. Like like I said, dude. That's that. I think that's why. Three or, or Waco Mundo and Soul Society were so close for me, but the the Espada characters, the villain, the Iran cars are cool. There were some really cool right. ones for sure, but the Espadas, man, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good time, and and like I said, like it it does repeat a lot of the things, which is probably why it was down on my list a little bit. But thematically, it's very different. Um, like, yeah, he's going there to because he has to protect, but Ichigo's kind of finding out about you know, his, his, uh, hollow side, uh, prior to that, you know, he learns about his mask, you know, he trains with the, with the Vizards before going into Hueco Mundo to learn about what he's doing. Um, and he's starting to learn about, he even has like a talk with his hollow self inside, inside of Sangetsu, where it's like, you know, that's like the, you know, the, the difference between a king and a horse is instinct, you know, that's why, and that's why one, you know, uh, that's why one carries one into battle and why one rules over the other. Um, and it's like, because they both charge into battle, what's the difference? And the difference is instinct. So he's starting to like kind of embrace his instinctual side. And that ultimately, uh, you know, comes to the, you know, the terrifying end where he turns full hollow and just goes ape on, uh, on, uh, uh what is his name? Uh, dang it. Uh, Ukiora mm-hmm. uh, on Ukiora and like totally, you know, tears him apart. Uh, it, 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 it's so interesting to see that because, uh, and, and that's the other thing yeah, is like I mean, people have, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Cause people have like these, these ideas of like, like, oh, like I remember people like doing like these, these videos about like why, like, oh, the, like there's not a whole lot to the, the noise, the Ukiora versus Ichigo fight because it's just two overpowered guys fighting. And I'm just like, like, I, there's so much to Ukiora, like through the whole thing, just because it's subtle doesn't mean it's not there. Like right. he he's a he's the embodiment of despair and loneliness. Like that's what he is. Mm-hmm. He, he has no heart. His hole is right where his chest is. He has no heart. He's cold. He has no connection to anybody, but he's connecting with Orihime through the whole arc, which is confusing him and disturbing him the whole time. And now he's fighting somebody that is connected to her and he's thinking of her while it's happening, which is something he's never done before. You know, it's like, and, and like that, that's, that's just, there's so much to that. That's subtle that I don't think people got like the fight between Okiora and Ichigo though, visually stunning has like so much depth to it beyond that. And uh, I, I encourage people to go back and really watch that. Uh, watch that arc um, and and get that fight for all it's worth because I think it's fantastic. Oh, it's it's um, definitely one of the highlights of the entire series. Yeah, uh, what I was going to say earlier was uh, I didn't even really think about that. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. One of my favorite <laughs> moments of all of Bleach, and I didn't even really take that into consideration when I was doing my rankings because I mean that battle. I mean, yeah, you know, full form Hollow Ichigo. Right. That's a that's a whole another topic. Of, like we could do a whole mm-hmm. episode on that alone. Like 
that that is uh with the the mask and the the hollow visored aspect of ichigo being one of my favorite things of the show like i'm dying for an ichigo statue but i refuse to buy one until he's i find one with him wearing a mask like it, it that's how much i love it right and right. Uh, his like the full holification and almost it's it's almost like his character um, reach some of those same debt, same depths that Okiora was feeling as far as like uh, despair, you know, because right. he yeah. he lost and or he makes yeah. as far as he's concerned gone because he he can't he's not strong enough to save her, right? Like, oh, yeah, gosh, dude. yeah, so it's good stuff. Good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff, man. Because it, again, it's a, it's a constant battle between his feelings of protection and the instinct of the hollow inside of him. It's it's a great. A measure of that balance and then that carries over into the Karakura town arc you know when he first attacks Aizen he doesn't have his hollow mask up because mm-hmm. he literally just almost killed uh, you know Uryu when he had his hollow mask so now he fears it and even Gein calls him on it he's like you don't have the eyes that can stop Aizen you're you have the eyes of someone who's afraid right and he is at that point he can't even bring himself to do his mask so he has to he has to go under training with his dad and like you know get get that you know get that balance back and that's so good people who say there's no character development in the show are wrong yeah. they're just wrong yeah, you're wrong <laughs> they're wrong i don't care what anybody says uh they just don't want to look at it that's what i say um i i want to say so my number three was car your number three was uh was that uh, was Hokkaido. Mine was Karakura Town. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna posit a guess and say that's your number two. Uh, you know me so well. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I know what your number one is now. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 actually have our number one and four completely switched. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> it's great. That's hilarious to me, but uh, which is great. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about Karakura Town. Yeah, my yeah. number three. Your number two. Because uh, that's a big one. That, that I love this. Yeah, arc. I, I love this arc. Uh, and. Uh, We'll get into why it's my not my number one, but um, this arc reveals so much. Not only is it amazing battle after amazing battle after amazing battle, but you get to see Bankai's you haven't seen before. Um, one of the bigger things for me was you get to see uh, the Grand Captain Gen uh, Usai get out there and do some like real battle. You don't see this guy do anything except be an old man. And then he just like, and he's got like the, you know, the staff and then his staff is actually his sword. And, yeah. and he, of course he's like uh Roshi, like he takes off his clothes and he's ripped. He's just a <laughs> beefcake of a guy. Like he, we could only hope cool, his beef is him. Dope. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. And him taking out that big monster, the big chimera dude that the three, uh, Hardy Bell, uh, lieutenants bring out yeah. like that was great yes yeah. that was great. Uh, yeah you get that to was see, cool um soy you get to see her bond yeah. and she's a cool mm-hmm. character like she's she's a cool like kind of strict to by the rules character throughout the entire thing and her mm-hmm. abilities are very uh isn't she like the assassin squad is that right yeah yeah, the 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 uh, squad two, which is the uh, the elite assassin like exactly. shadow shadow core crew. Yeah, I love uh, we, that. I love you know, and they kind of tease all the way up through this that no one ever sees her bankai because right, but no one know what no one knows why. You just don't see it, and then you yeah. see it now in this and uh, her her uh, her shakai is very. Um, 
Well, stealthy. Yeah, stealthy, like like you would expect yeah. an assassin to be. But then her right. bankai's like, this huge missile has <laughs> just like mass destruction and she hates it because it's not yeah. it's it's totally against her character, but I loved it. I was like, that is awesome. It's really cool. Like I, I love that too. Yeah, because she she always she says she hates it because it's unbecoming of who she is. It's not stealthy or anything. But at, what I do love about it is that it's so like when you have that, it's so it's not even said, but it's very subtle in the fact that it's very like it's very telling to her core personality being very explosive, mm-hmm. you know, and being very emotional because you have that whole thing with her being in love with Yoroichi. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, that's like she contains that thing like she contains those emotions buries them down and acts like so cold in such a way. Um, and that's her character. But inside there's like this explosive nature to her. And that goes right into her Bonkai and like why it's just this big freaking thing. Ah, it's so good. And it's one of those times where like uh, they, they, they do a smart thing because she opens up with the big thing and shoots it at the, the decay dude, yeah. the number two Espada, but it doesn't do anything. So then they have to like encase him inside of a thing to shoot him with it. You know, it's like, so one of the Vizards does that. Do you get the Vizard? Yes. Yeah. You know, just about to say that that's another reason yeah. I loved it is because it brought the Vizards back in. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, not only are they fighting alongside the, the Gotai 13, but they're also like, Hey, remember us? Yeah. We used yeah. to work next to each other. You know, <laughs> that's right. I, I really yeah. enjoyed them like collaborating with the, with the Shinigami and, and fighting together. Um, against the that's one of my hypest moments is when they roll out. That's one of my favorite because uh, I think that's before one of the, it's right before one of the, the arcs interrupts. It might be the Amagai arc, but right before there is when you have the Shinigami and the Espada arrive in fake Karakura town. And it's like, Oh, they're about to square off. And the episode ends with, uh, with the, the visor. It's like kind of being like, you know, it's like, all right, we owe each ago. Let's go, uh, you know, let's go give it to, you know, let's go give him what we owe him or we owe Eisen. That's what it, we owe Eisen. Let's go give him what we owe him. And they all just head out. And it's this one shot of them all like marching out of this warehouse, like ready to go fight with the Shinigami and fight Eisen. It's like, yes. Ah, so good. So good. Ah, love it. Um, uh, other parts that I enjoy. I loved, uh, you got to see Tozen and, um, Oh man, what what is his name? The wolf dude, the fox dude. Mm. <clears throat> oh, uh, I've got them all up right here. Just a second. Yeah, the captain. Yeah, uh, Komamaru or Komamura, Yeah, Komamura. Yeah, Komamura. Captain Komamura and Tozen. They have their whole thing. Um, you know, he's got, and and that that has a great moment in it actually because um, their whole relationship is totally different from, you know, um, from when they started. You know, like you know he. Tozen, you know, thought Komomura had a gentle soul and he never saw him. So he never really viewed him as a, you know, freak. And that's always been Komomura's thing is that no one can look at him. So he hides his face. Uh, But here's a true friend who never cared about what he looked like. And then you have that moment where he does his little, whatever they call their Bankai. I forget what the Espada call their Bankai. Uh, But uh, their transformation. Mm -hmm. And uh, he opens his eyes and he calls him ugly and it's like this this perfect representation of how like Tozen is like gone. Like the Tozen that he knew is like not there anymore. Cause you know, you had this guy who 
didn't care about his sight and he wanted the world to, you know, match what he, you know, what, what he felt. And now he sees. And the first thing he says is that his friend is ugly. So it's like, ah, man, good stuff. Good stuff, man. I, I, one other thing that I really dug about that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that also when we learn uh, about Ichigo's dad? Is that arc? Yes, it is. I believe it's right before they. Oh man, when does that happen? Because he isn't fight... Ichigo. <clears throat> isn't he? I'm sorry. <clears throat> isn't Ichigo training with him while uh, everybody else is? Yeah, that's what it is. We learn about him right before Hueco Mundo, yeah. but Ichigo learns about him in this one. Yeah. Yes, and he learned about that him. he was a Shinigami. Yes, but he quit yeah. because he fell in love with Ichigo's mom. Right. And, yeah. Uh, we, we, yeah. We learn about that. Yeah, yeah, we that's, learn about that's a big reveal too. You know, you're like, well, what is like this character yeah. who <clears throat> has a very solid relationship with Ichigo when he's right. there? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. All this is going on in Soul Society. So in the random, random times that Ichigo's at home, you know, him and his dad have a really good relationship. Right. Then all of a sudden, yeah, exactly. he pops up with wearing the garb of the Shinigami, and you're like, "Hold up, what are you doing here?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it shows a good amount of maturity from Ichigo, who doesn't like blow up about it. You know, it's like he learns it, mm-hmm. and then he's just like. Thanks for letting me in on the secret. And then they train and he learns the, the final, uh, the final, final Getsuga Tensho as he fights Aizen. That's one of my favorite hypest moments too, is fighting Aizen. Um, people think that that's anticlimactic. I don't think it's anticlimactic. I don't think it is at all, dude. I I don't get the criticisms of this show. Honestly, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, Ignore them. They're all wrong. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can have like people can be disappointed by anything that they want to be disappointed. It's fine. Uh, I don't think there's any anything anticlimactic about someone like Eisen, who's planned all of this. Right. Like, yeah. that's the thing about Eisen all the way from Soul Society. He's planned everything out. He even cultivated Ichigo's powers and all the Vizard's powers and all this stuff, all to make the Hogyo Q and mm-hmm. put the Hogyo Q in his body so it can evolve him past where he can, so he can yeah, kill the spirit king. Too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's all this. We learn all yeah. this through this the whole thing. It's insane. Yeah, I, yeah it's, it's all packed up into one. Because uh, I, really, I really dug all that, especially the stuff with Gin. Yeah, yeah, oh, Gein. Oh, Gein's, Gein's arc is so good. Yeah, like, Gein is amazing. The idea that this, like, unrepentant snake of a human, the whole reason he's doing is because he's just a psychopath who hates Aizen and he wants to kill him because he hurt Rangiku once. Yep. <laughs> it's, like, it's like one time you hurt her. And I'm going to kill you for that. I'm gonna so I'm going to possible. I'm going to help you achieve as much of your dream. And I'm going to take it away from you. Exactly. Like just because you momentarily hurt this woman that I love. It's just like, oh man, so much so that he will throw away any semblance of a relationship with her mm-hmm. just so he can kill him. Like, it's like Gein is such a psychopath. I love him. Oh, and he has that moment on on his day, de- you know, when he's dying he has that moment where he looks at Ichigo and he's like, all right, now your eyes are the one or, you know, yeah, you got the right eyes now you can take him. And he, ah, so good. Such good stuff. And just the idea of like this, this, this genius Eisen being, you know, oh, I've, I've got all this planned out. And then suddenly he's face to face with Ichigo 
who is so uberly powered because of what he is. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a human. He's a hollow. He's a spoiler. <laughs> like, Maybe we should uh, save that for the next uh, my number we, one. <laughs> we will, we will, and and th that's the other thing is like people think he like t Kubo pulled that like out of nowhere, and I'm like, no, there were hints of what he was prior to that arc, right. like well before, right? Um, and you could even posit like the first arc had hints about that, but um, probably not. But still, like there are parts of it that seem like that the, he knew what was going on with that. But here's Ichigo, who's this Vizard, hollow, Shinigami, uh, you know, powerhouse that's that 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 Aizen is cultivating, and he thinks he's got him. Like, ah, this will help me evolve once I can fight him. And then he's suddenly completely ignorant to the fact that he is utterly outpowered by this thing that he helped create. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, I just love that idea. The idea that the man with the plan who's been orchestrating all of this is now just completely dumbfounded by the amount of power that Ichigo is swinging around um, because he was able to accept his hollow self and his Shinigami self as one entity and become one with his Zanpakuto. And, uh, and even using that to sacrifice all of his power, you know, just to end just this to conflict. End this conflict yeah. Yeah. That so was, that, and like one of the things about Eisen, like his, uh, his sword is like his bond, his Bankai ability is really cool, but he's also mm -hmm. like an expert at Hados. Yes. So he's throwing mm -hmm. down like these yeah. high level Hados in front of each yeah. trying to basically put a barrier between them. And he goes like twice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna break this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shove that out of the way. Like that, chewy yeah. man, so mm. good. That again is one of my most hype moments. Is when he's doing that dark ritual black hole prison thing that he's yeah. putting Ichigo in, and he's yeah. just screaming at him like, "Ah, you you can't do anything!" And he just like one shots it and shatters it, mm -hmm. <laughs> just like. And then Ichigo just walks up to him and is like, I'm just going to end this in one blow, all right, dude? It's just like, it's, it was like, oh, man. Ichigo's attacks are uh, cutting mountains. Yeah. yeah. Mountains uh, behind uh, yeah. Aizen. Like, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so good. Oh, man. It, it's so good. I, I love that. And I, I don't understand why people think it's anticlimactic to see that. Like, it, it's perfect. Like, it's the perfect idea to have someone who's been in control of everything from day one, suddenly out of control and completely ignorant to what he's facing. I just love it. I think it's great. So, uh, Hwekabund or Karakura Town Arc. There you go. The confrontation with Aizen. So much happens in it. We can't even cover everything. Oh, no, there's happened. a lot. There's a lot that happens in it, but it's a good time. Dig it. Dig all that stuff. Maybe one day we'll just go through and do all the arcs, uh, you know, one by one. And we'll just cover oh, everything yeah. that happens. You'll never, even after we do all of them, we'll just, we could always talk Bleach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An excuse to talk Bleach is perfectly fine with me. Exactly. Uh, my number two um, is Fullbring. Yep. So that's, what I that's my number two. Yeah. My number two is Fullbring. Um, this is the one everyone hates. <laughs> Um, I like Fullbring arc because it brings it back down from the heights that it was. This is immediately after the Karakura Town arc where he defeats Aizen. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not immediately, isn't it? A couple of years. Well, well, I mean, like the the arc. Following oh, yes, it. right, yes. Yeah, the arc following. It, I think it's eighteen months after that. Okay, but right. Uh, but yes, uh, it, it like it, immediately following it is this arc. Um, but um, 
Well, technically, I think like the mod Soul Arc happened and then this happened, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but that the mod Soul Arc didn't happen, so it's fine. Um, but there's so much like I, I just love so much in the Fulbring arc, man. Like it brings it back down to where it was, and I think that was needed. Um, after you had two godlike characters duking it out, erasing mountains with their swords. <laughs> you had to bring it back down to something a little more like grounded to mm-hmm. yeah and now you have Ichigo who can't even like see ghosts or fight hollows and he's useless you know in this situation um and uh you know it sucks for him because that's been the whole thing of uh, doing that and he even they even go through a whole thing he's got a he's got a part-time job you know, he's just going through high school. He's just, and he doesn't even know what he wants to do out of high school. He doesn't even know what he's going to like make it, make of his life now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, none of the civil societies visited him, you know, it's like, and his friends are worried about him, all that stuff. See the, the people from soul society. I don't think. No. Can. Yeah. He, he would be if they had like a mod body or whatever. Oh, if they can't. Yeah, okay. But, but yeah, so like, but he can't even see them if they if they were to come and and show their soul selves, he wouldn't be able to see them because uh, he can't even see ghosts anymore. Um, so he meets up with uh, this dude, uh, Ginjo, uh, uh, Ginjo Kugo or Kugo Ginjo. I forget which. Yeah. I forget which one's his first name Kugo and last name. <laughs> Kugo Ginjo. Uh, Kugo Ginjo, and he's like, "Hey, man, I can get your powers back." And uh, I got this thing called Fullbring, and Fullbring explains chad and orihime's powers yeah which is, i did enjoy that it, it, yeah that's been kind of a question throughout the entire series because they get their powers yeah. early you know mm-hmm. yeah like what, yeah. what what's going on with them how why do they have powers i mean it makes sense they do because they're the main character's best friends but right why yeah, yeah exactly and it, it's really cool explanation i like it the, you can you can everything has a soul like every living thing and every non-living thing has spiritual energy to it. Um, and sometimes people can invite their soul into something that can, that they connect with dearly to bring out a power in that thing. Mm-hmm. So without knowing it, Orihime and Chad had, you know, uh, Orihime had her brother's earrings that, you know, the earrings that her brother gave her. And that's what turns into the little, you know, fairies that she can like heal things with and turn back time mm-hmm. um, because she longed for a time where her brother was still alive. So, so all that made sense too. You know, <laughs> it's like um, Chad had a, had a, a deep um, connection with his skin, um, you know, being a, an immigrant in Japan, you know, he had that his, coin from his grandfather too. Right. Yeah. 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 And the, the coin and uh, just like that embodied, like, you know, the, the skin on his body. That's why the giant arm is like his, that's his whole, um, that's his identity and everything. Um, and it, it just, it worked. And then you bring on these full bringers that, you know, the, again, you have another group of people and it's like, and I find them personally, like I found them like way more interesting than, uh, than the Espada in a lot of ways. And I love the Espada. I'm not discounting them at all. Um, I think Starks is great. Stark is, Stark is not, uh, thought of very well, but I think Starks is awesome. Um, he's the number one Espada. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, so I like the Fullbringers more than the, than the Espada in a few ways yeah. because they, they were very human, obviously, because they were humans, but like they had human reasons for what was going on. And without really even going into the backstories of them, you understood what their backstory was about. 
uh, the guy with the watch. He wanted more time and they don't even delve into it very long. It's just little flashbacks. And I think that's really powerful. The guy with the clock and the eye patch, like he wanted more time because his, his loved one was dying. And so he wanted to have like power over time to control it. So his little stopwatch, there's little pocket watch that he had became his, uh, Jackie, uh, her dirty boots, like the more her boots get dirty, the more powerful she gets because she was trying to save her family and she blood was dripped on her boots when she was a kid. And that's how she sort of empowers, you know, herself is when, you know, her, you know, her power is called dirty boots. You know, it's like just stuff like that is really cool. And you don't get anything but like tiny little flashbacks of these characters. Jackie ends up killing herself before the arc is done yeah yeah so it's like you don't get a whole lot of it uh you know the the time dude like gets cut in half by kimpachi before you really learn anything about him right uh, but but you have these little glimpses of things you got the guy who's the video game dude who you know was never paid attention to by his rich dad and you know little tiny things that really bring out the the power that's in them and man i just love the full bring arc man it's it just it brings it back down to a human side and then it breaks Ichigo down too. Like he gets broken in this arc, you know, uh, until Rukia ends up. And it's one of, one of my all time hypest moments when Rukia stabs him with the sword again. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's this special sword that Urahara did. Uh, and at Ichigo's lowest point, all of his friends come back and they've imbued this sword with all of their power. And, they've been working uh, this whole time to help him get his powers back. Yeah, yeah. And a, a great villain reveal, too, because yeah. like, the whole time you think it's this dude named Sh uh, Tsukishima who can has a great power, phenomenal power uh, to bookmark himself into your life, which is just awesome. Like yeah. his bookmark turns into a blade that he can cut you with. And then you literally are the most important person to him because he's implanted himself into his brain. So he goes through and psychologically tortures Ichigo by making all of his friends love him. And like, they don't yeah, understand why Ichigo all that. They're like, yeah, don't you remember when he beat Aizen? He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, right? He's like, it's like, Ichigo, why are you fighting him? Yeah, it's like, what? Like, it's so good. Like, it just like breaks him down to this level. But then you learn and like, it's such a good twist because like the other full bringers are fighting him like pretty heftily throughout the whole thing. But then he ends up cutting them. And so you think, oh, no, he's turned them to their side. But then you learn, no, he's just reversing what he did before mm -hmm. because he implanted them with false memories to hate him so that they could fake out Ichigo without even without them even knowing. Mm -hmm. it. That's a great little villain reveal right there. Almost as good as the Soul Society arc. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, man, like that's that, I, I love full bring. I, I think it's great. I think it it brings it back down and then the. The end where all the soul society gets together to give Ichigo his powers back because they did he did so much for them. Yeah, ah, it's good stuff. I think good stuff. I think the reason that it ranked lower for me was mm -hmm. uh, um, at the time, you know, oh that's that's where the anime ends is the, yeah. the end of that, you know, and mm -hmm. I almost wondered if it wasn't a filler like ending because I was mm. pretty content with the self-sacrificial move. Right. He gave up his powers and, and went back to being a normal kid. And I was like, you could end the story right there. I, I would be okay with that. Right. Um, and then they do the full bring. And I was like, 
you know, okay, like I, I get it. It's not exactly his powers, but you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's something. And but where's, right. what's it, where's it going? What's it amount to? And then right. of course, Tsukushima, like you, you just explained all his powers and whatnot. Uh, almost felt like a little bit of a, a betrayal. Like you can't take that stuff away from Ichigo. Like, <laughs> you know, like he, he went right. through all these hardships and, right. Uh, and then by the time it all came to an end, even, and I agree with you, it's a, it's a great moment when he regains his powers that were all donated yeah. back from the, the go tie and whatnot. But, uh, I was like, okay, so then what, you know, because right. then it ends and it just didn't right. seem, I don't know. I just thought there was more. And then of course, then I was like, yeah. oh yeah, there's a manga. I should read that. And right, yeah, I, I it definitely once I uh read the manga and got past the the full bring into the next the thousand year blood war arc, I was like, okay, well, full bring definitely has a uh important uh part in the in the history of Bleach, right? But for me, it yeah. was just like I guess it was just because I was watching the anime before I read the manga, and I was like, well, what, yeah. why, what do we do next? <laughs> how could we possibly yeah uh yeah i agree and and that that was a shame because like it was sudden that the that the anime got pulled too yep so you know there there was no like indication that it was getting canceled and then suddenly it was like yeah the full brings me the last arc, last uh last arc of the anime mm-hmm. it's like what <laughs> like but the manga's still going you know the manga goes past full bring so and it took a it took forever for me to 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 read the thousand year blood war arc so there we go. I know, which, uh, I know it did take you forever because I yeah about it a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I was content that they were gonna do it. Like I was like, they're gonna bring it back, man. They're gonna do it. They're gonna do it. And then I I took the hit for society because I said, you know what? They're never gonna bring it back until I read it because I know how the universe works. Mm-hmm. It's got to screw me over. So <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna take the hit for the team. And what do you know? Three years later, after I read it, it's coming out. That's how it works, <laughs> so, man. That's how it works. So there we go. But let's talk about it. Um, I'm going to give a timestamp uh, about if you don't want to know about the Thousand Year Blood War arc, we won't go through everything, but we'll go over the cool parts. Sure. Um, if you don't want to know about the Thousand Year Blood War arc before the Thousand Year Blood War comes out, which should be next year, uh, uh, skip to this point in the podcast. One hour, 43 minutes and 54 seconds. Okay, skip to there if you want spoilers. We're going spoilers from here on out because oh, yeah. we're talking about Steven's number one, which is... Thousand Year Blood War arc, man. I couldn't believe it. I know, I, I wondered. I really wondered what your number one was, and I was like, it's got to be up there. It's got to be. <laughs> it is in my top five. <gasps> Four. Like, not even the top three. I know it's brutal. It's brutal. I know it, you know, part of it might be because I just want the full bring to be up higher because it's like the least favorite arc. That might just be a little bit of rebellion in me, but you know, this is your list, baby. You do you. I stand by it. I stand by it. But yes, thousand year blood war arc is amazing. Uh, We obviously rant about it for two hours on your podcast. Um, but let, let, let's talk about it a little bit here and uh, our favorite moments that came out of this. Because the Quincy versus Soul Society, that's what it is. Like, so that's, <laughs> all right, so you you just tell me if I ramble. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, Here's go. why a thousand years is my absolute number. It's your number one. You ramble away. <laughs> uh, it answers everything that you've ever asked about this 
show. Any questions mm-hmm. you had about unseen Bonkai's uh, mm-hmm. character histories, character story arcs, uh, mm-hmm. how does this person know that person? Like, all of it. All mm-hmm. of it is wrapped up in yeah. the Thousand Year Blood War arc. Um, mm-hmm. And that, for me, was a really big deal because, like I said, when I finished the Fullbring anime, I was like, well, what, I, I like, there's so much left undone, like left unanswered, and and it, so I dove in the manga, and I, they answered it, and it, it made me very yeah. very happy. <laughs> who goes? Who goes? Mother is, yeah. you know what that Her is, because they dropped that mother, and why, uh, you know, it, it brought in the Quincy, which um, mm. kind of blew my mind a little bit, because throughout this entire thing, you think that. Uh, uh, What's his name is basically the last Quincy. Yeah, who are you? Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, and then and then no, it's it's full on army Quincy. They've been biding their time yeah. for like a hundred thousand years or whatever the heck. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was a thousand years, hence the title Thousand Year of course, Blood War. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have these. Um, you have this old Quincy Yavok or Evoc, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, uh, but um, he, he's gathered this army. He was there when the when the Shinigami destroyed all of the Quincy's. Um, he's gathered this army of Quincy's that he's empowered with. Uh, the Stern Ritter, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I think, Star Knights is what that's called, oh, really? I want to say. Yeah, I think it's called Star Knights. Uh, a lot of German words because the Quincy are ger- of German origin, mm-hmm. um, which is always cool because I love the R and Car are all uh, the spot are all uh, Hispan- Hispanic, yeah. yeah, like Mexico, uh, Mexico uh, uh, type of uh, culture, and the Quincy are all German. Uh, but I love the idea because he just does this cool thing where like all the main guys in a thing, which is the Sternritter, the the Vandenreich. The Vandenreich is the name of the whole group, but the Sternritter are the 24 main guys. Yeah, that's which awesome. have one. Yeah. They're lettered. Which all have. Yeah. They're lettered by one letter of the alphabet. Right. So, which is cool. Uh, you got D, the death dealer, the death dealing. Uh, e is for explosion. Uh, and you got all these different characters, and they're a lot of fun. Uh, I, I like all the I like all the Quincy. I think they're I, I think they're all a lot of fun. Yeah, they're all they're very, cool. very cool. Their powers yeah. are just insane. And then of course the, yeah. the big it, it, there's a big betrayal because Uduyu is on their side and yes. going up mm-hmm. against Ichigo and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. which you know, you ne- you never expect that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um and uh yeah, it it, it was cool because like they did a good job of him like 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 why he's betraying them because he does like actively like attack Ichigo and his friends. Um, and you learn it's because he's, he's, he's definitely going to sacrifice himself to stop Evoque and he doesn't want any of them and, you know, on board for, for that. Right. So he kind of knocks them off the, the place where they're at at the end and everything. So a lot of good stuff. Uh, I, I, I love this arc. There's so much to talk oh, about. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll be you quick, get... but I got a few other things. Uh, Absolutely. Dive into, uh, the King of Soul Society, mm-hmm. that whole yep. story Soul arc, King. which is really cool, and also they kind of hint they they don't hint at it, but basically, like a lot of people, a lot of enemies throughout uh, Bleach, 
kind of talk about, oh, the king of soul society, but you never see him. He's just this yeah. nameless, faceless character that you don't even really care about because everything's focused on the Gotai 13 and, and Ichigo's story. So uh, yeah. bringing that in and expanding expanding that world a little bit more there, uh, right. really, really I, cool. I liked what he ended up being was that weird thing that he was because um, when Aizen was going on about like killing the soul King, like that was his whole goal. Mm-hmm. And when he's being imprisoned by the thing that Urahara made, he's like screaming, you want to, you want to be subservient to that thing? You know, he, cause he's seen it. Like he's seen the soul King and he rejected it yep. immediately. So I thought that was cool. Uh, you get to see, this was a big one for me. You get to see, the Shikai and the Bankai for Kenpachi. Yes. Because mm-hmm. basically he doesn't know, he doesn't even know his sword's name, which is why he never mm-hmm. goes Shikai. And, and, mm-hmm. and when I saw the Shikai, uh, I was just like, you know, it's epic. It's, it's insane and yeah. totally Kenpachi. And, yeah. and I didn't even think about, you know, issues later when he's like oh yeah bankai i was like oh, that's right. <laughs> right bankai too like, that was freaking cool man it's true it's true it was awesome i'm trying to think of, i mean i don't want to reveal everything but just so much good things happen in that thousand year arc that it, i just i just loved it i mean you even learn where zonpakto's come from yeah, yeah, you have those those five characters are awesome yeah. too. Like the five that that made the establishing you know things about the Soul Society. Like I loved that because when they when they first introduced them, it's like, oh, these five people like they're more powerful than any of the Gote Thirteen. I'm like, that's kind of weak. Like what? Like why have we heard of these people before? Mm-hmm. Like, is that, like this is the first time we're getting it. Like they didn't come down to take care of Eisen. Like what's this about? Right. Just, but they they do a great job of like if Eisen had progressed to his next phase of his plan to attack the soul, the, the soul King, these guys would have been there to stop. Yeah, I like the elite so. guard of the soul King. Exactly. Even so more, I, even more elite than the Gotai. but like, yeah, but, they, they go yeah. into the whole process of how they make Zanpakuto's and how they get hanged, mm-hmm. which I thought was yep. just really, really cool. And mm-hmm. this is a spoiler, big spoiler. Everybody ready? They yep. tell Renji like, dude, you don't even know your sword's name. Right, like, you got the wrong name. So Renji ends up getting like a whole new version of his sword, his uh, his uh, Zanpakuto, which is so cool. Yep, oh, uh, Ichigo, Ichigo as well. Yeah, yeah, Ichigo yeah. Has the same Ichigo thing. as well. You're right. I mean, yes. Zangetsu is in fact uh, that's another big reveal is that Zangetsu is that's his Quincy power. Mm-hmm. That's not his. That's not his Soul Reaper power at all. That's his Quincy power. That's been sort of like uh, disguising itself as as as. Uh, uh, that's why he looks like Yavak, which I thought was interesting yeah, because that, that was, was really like, cool. That big reveal. That that's yeah. why he looked that way. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, another big spoiler. I'm going to throw this one out there. Here we go. Uh, yeah, you like you said, he learns the the true name. And it's mm-hmm. hollow and Quincy and soul reaper powers, you know, combine. Mm-hmm. And right. he ends, his sword is actually a double bladed. Yeah. Which is only what? Three, including yep. four. I think, I think it's three. Yeah. Cause he was, it's him and the two other captains, Ukitake and, uh, and, uh, Kiraku, Kiraku. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Ukitaki and Kiraku. And that, that's the only ones with the double blades. Yeah. So I thought that was awesome. That was really, really cool. Like that, just because yeah. they talk about, I think they even might kind of go into it a little bit about how rare that is to, yes. to see a Zanpakuto become a double bladed weapon. And they discuss mm-hmm. how with Ichigo, it's not just the weapon. His, 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 uh, Bankai is his full garb. I think they actually yeah. kind of discussed that earlier on, don't they? In, in yeah. Mundo Arts, probably. Yeah, because uh, yes, uh, well, they 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 discuss it more because like each one of those five like grand uh, guards or whatever yeah. they had developed something of the Soul Society. You had the guy who made the Zanpakuto, then you had the woman who made the 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 robes, yeah. like who made the actual robes, and what that empowers people with and stuff like that. And I was, I was like, that's cool. Like, I just that's love how- why when like a lot of people, you know, any other uh, character goes Bankai, their sword changes and they may have a little bit of a change, but mostly their garb stays the same. But when each does right. it, he goes full on like full yeah. costume change. Yeah. So it explains yeah. that. Oh, so good. So good. Good. Time. Everybody get excited. Cause it's getting animated. Yep, it's getting animated, which is why we're not going to cover everything about I'm it. Because I won't say anything else. I know I've rambled on for a minute, but it's no. the best it's, arc. Yeah, it's so good, and uh, we will definitely discuss it for sure uh, when it airs, uh, after it's done airing and everything. We'll talk about all of it. Uh, heck, maybe we'll just, we might do two-parter. We might do first half of it and second half of it or something. I don't know. Uh, depends on how they break it up, but it'll probably just be one big airing. For so. sure. Once it's once it's done, we will get together and we will absolutely talk about how amazing that is again. Um, that said, we're going to go on to the actual best arc. <laughs> Soul Society arc. Uh, this is my number one. Uh, the reason is uh, basically it it started everything. Like this is the this is the first one. You know, you, again, we talk about how there's kind of repeated um, uh, plot points in, in a lot of it, which... Happens in every manga and anime that is a shonen. I will say, yeah. you know, it, it's like you can say like, oh, it repeats everything. So does One Piece. One Piece. They arrive at a new island. They have a confrontation with uh, one of the enemies. They learn about the main enemy of the island. They fight the main enemy, lose, train, beat the main enemy of the island, move on to the next island. Yeah, I haven't watched One Piece. I know that's the formula for every arc. <laughs> so you know. Which is fine because each island serves a different, you know, thematic purpose. Sure. You know that's and that's what happens in Bleach. There's a different theme for each thing. Um, but uh, the the theme for um, what Soul Society arc is, um, like it it really embodies. Like I said earlier, how you know a lot of people enjoyed Bleach because it was in that that high school era for them, and uh, they were high school characters, not kids. Um, that is interesting because I don't think there is anything more like teenager than uh, an empowered high schooler facing off against a corrupt system, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) like, you know, like even, even if they don't, even if they're not correct in, in their assumption of something being corrupt or scary or whatever, there's just that, that inherent vibe of a teenager of wanting to rebel, you know? And that's the whole point of Soul Society is that there is this there is this unfair law that is going to cost Ichigo his friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
his friend who he owes his and his family's life to. Exactly. And, he is, and he is not ready to accept that at all, regardless of how monumental the task is. Um, and I just think it's fantastic. The, every fight that Ichigo has um, tests him in a different way. Um, you have uh, Ikaku that tests his skill and what his skill level is at. Mm-hmm. Um, then he fights Renji, which tests his resolve. I don't know whether or not he has the resolve to save Rukia, which also tests Renji's resolve of like whether or not he's willing to accept Rukia's fate or to fight as well. You know, who he ends up? He doesn't necessarily agree with it, but right, he, it's the yeah. it's the rule of the society, right? And he ends up changing Renji's mind. He realizes, like, no, Ichigo's right. You know, Rukia is my friend from when I was a child. I love Rukia. I need to say, you know, so he even ends up getting his Bankai and fighting Byakuya. You know, it's like before Ichigo, you know, it's like, that's just great. Um, Ichigo then tests his power, his power level with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Kenpachi because he's just this overwhelming force that he can't even cut with his blade. You know, like, and he ends up like getting stronger with and getting a, a closer connection with his Zanpakuto by fighting somebody who doesn't even know his Zanpakuto's name. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's so good. Like what a what a great dichotomy in that fight, you know, all the way up to Byakuya, where he ends up, you know, changing soul society by fighting Byakuya Kuchki by getting his bond guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so good. Like every everything about that arc. And then you get to learn about the, the Gote 13 and how all they connect with each other. That was, that's the interesting thing about that is that they managed to bring all these characters. Cause I say like, I like the full bring. I like the Espada, you know, like I think they're all pretty well developed. The Quincy are a lot of fun. They're not super well developed, but they're all fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like they're all good villains, um, you know, to get, you know, taken out. Uh, but they all—they're all quirky characters. They all like stand out in a lot of ways. The Quincy, um, but the Soul Society and the Gote Thirteen—they are all like fleshed out so well, so much so they became—they become main characters like throughout the rest of the series. After this, um, you have these branching relationships between characters that you just would never even think about where, you know, Momo was uh, childhood friends with Hitsugaya and she's also best friends with his, with his Lieutenant Rangiku, who's in love with Gein, who, you know, like, it's just like, this is awesome. Like, like all these characters like connect in some way and some don't even involve with, with the others, you know, um, Rukia has a connection to Byakuya because it's his brother, it's her brother, um, but it's her adopted brother. So there's a tension there. So like she has a more like fatherly figure with Ukitake and, and her squad captain, yeah. you know, cause she's on you know, that squad. And it just, just cool stuff like that, man, where you, you have these things where certain characters never really interact. Like Soifan doesn't really interact with anybody, but her Lieutenant and, and, uh, a few other of the captains, but you know, she's very cold and cut off from everybody. But then there's Yoruichi who she does know and is in love with and is their unrequited lovers. And it's like, that's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just all these just branching things. And, ah, oh, it's so good. Like I could talk about soul society forever. Like, I just love it. It's so good. Like it's so, and that's what sucked me into bleach too. Like that's the one that really got me into yeah. it. 
I enjoyed the first thing of Bleach. Like Bleach was like, oh, this is fun and Monster of the Week, blah, blah, blah. And I was very hesitant going into Soul Society arc because I was like, who are these people? Like I was liking the whole monster thing, like, you know, Grand Fisher and all these things. Like, oh, he's fighting with cool monsters. Like, this is cool. Like, I want to know what other souls like are corrupted and how they got corrupted and who he's going to fight there. And then, and then these dudes show up, these other Shinigami. And I'm like, oh, just other Shinigami? I don't really want to see that. Turns out I wanted to see exactly that. Exactly what you needed to see. <laughs> That's I needed more of this because it just got so much better. And then the murder mystery happens where Aizen gets quote unquote killed. Spoilers, he doesn't. But he turns out to be the guy who did it all. And it's like, ah, oh, so good. Who, who predicted that? that no one predicted that. is very solid. It is definitely one of yeah. the biggest twists. I mean, obviously, but it's, it's definitely one yeah. of the biggest twists of the entire series. And, yeah. And with his uh, his sword's ability, like if he, if you see his sword once, then right. he can basically trick you for yeah. the rest of Hypnot- your life. And, yeah, full hypnotization. He can make a dead body that you 100% believe is real, that yep. him... That's dead now. That was alive, and that's what he did. He, uh, it's just wow. What a, what a cool thing. For a long time, I just assumed that Eisen wasn't that powerful. He just made everybody think that he was. Right. Turns out he was really powerful, but still. <laughs> so yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just it's so good. We talked about the fight with Byakuya and how cool that was, and just the Bonkai. Learning about all that too, about learning about the Shika and the Bonkai. Mm-hmm. And, seeing all these lieutenants like unsheathe their shikais and learning what they do. And, you know, as much as I don't like Kira, like that much as a character, like he, he's got one of my favorites on Pacto. Uh, oh yeah. His, the, like, what, bent hook. Yeah. And it, it makes things heavier. The more he slashes them, like that's a cool power. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, it feels like it's a bit OP, but <laughs> it's like, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's just good stuff. I, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, it, it's, it is it's, it's a perfect arc. It's a perfect arc, and that's why it's my number one. Um, and I can definitely see why the Thousand Year Blood War is your one number one because that's that's a near perfect arc too. I, I think it's 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 just it it has a lot of fun, great stuff, um, uh, and I love it. And uh, one thing that is fun, I don't know if you ever watched it. Uh, someone did break down a lot of the scenes from the Thousand Year Blood War arc into little like. Uh, uh, motion comics. Oh, really? I, oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Like, there's no like uh, voiceover for it, but like, it'll just sort of like it has like the the Bleach soundtrack, which is amazing, by the way. Yeah, can I just yeah, say, yeah. like, the Bleach soundtrack is like my favorite soundtrack like out there. Like, I love all the scores from it, and also all of the opening themes of all of these. You know, uh, arcs are just phenomenal. Dude, like, so. Crunchyroll, I think it's Crunchyroll, it might be Viz Media, has been on their social media, has been like sharing old uh, intros and outros from, you know, yeah. World Bleach and like Naruto and, but like, you know, way back, way back. And I right. find myself watching all the Bleach ones for sure. Like, the Naruto yeah. ones, I'm like, I'm good, but I'll watch all the Bleach ones because every, like, so many of their openings are solid. Yeah, I think every single one of them is great. I think it's a great song. The visuals are perfect. Soul Society has my favorite, um, where they're just running through Soul Society, fighting all the characters you're about to meet. Because yeah. that's the cool thing is like in that theme, like there are all these obstacles they have to kind of overcome. But then you kind of learn that they're not bad people. They're not bad guys. There's just these 
there's corrupt things happening inside and you're you're getting to experience that while Ichigo is going through all these things to get Rukia back like you have like Momo and and uh and Rangiku like uncut and Hitsugaya like uncovering this massive conspiracy and like who's behind it and oh my god it's Aizen who was killed he's behind it ah and Tozen's a, a traitor too and it's just like ah this is great I love it absolutely love it love it's so it. good Oh man, and, and the, the the fake out with Gein because you know, like, oh, Gein's definitely the vil- the bad yeah. guy, and turns out he is, but he's just Eisen's underling. He's just his guy. Which d- fast forward, he's not. He's actually just faking it so he could kill Eisen. So, ah, oh, great stuff. I I just I I love Bleach, man. I love it. I'm with you 100, percent man. It's one of the one of the first uh, first few anime that I watched that really, really got me into anime, so it holds a special place, you know, in my heart just because of that. But I mean, yeah. if you're gonna, if you, like, if you're gonna start out with some anime, it's a, it's a solid one to go with, you know. It is. It really is. And and again, even like you can skip the you can skip the fillers mm-hmm. if you want. I think that's perfectly fine. But I think the fillers kind of kind of have some merit to them. The biggest problem with the fillers is that they interrupt the main story sometimes. Yep. And that's irritating. Yep. Like the bounce middle arc, of like a battle. Yeah, exactly. The bounce arc, arc is <laughs> yes, exactly. The, the bounce arc is the least offender because it's in between Soul Society and Wicomundo. Right. So you, you you get that break of like, okay, Soul Society happened. Now you have this arc to tide you over, and then we're going into 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 that. So that's fine. But then when they start to creep up on the Eisen versus Beachigo and stuff like that, it's like, oh man, like ah. I, I'm kind of glad that it got canceled so that we could just get Thousand Year Blood War arc. But if only they had the season uh, ideas back then, if they were able to do seasons like My Hero Academia back right. then, I, I really think that would have benefited Bleach a lot. And now I'm very excited for for Thousand Year Blood War and maybe even more Bleach because he's even said like Kubo's even said like in many things like he's not done with that universe. Like he's not done with it. Well, see, and you know we. I wonder, like, as much as I hope that we do see some more Ichigo stuff, um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of wonder if he means Burn the Witch. Yeah, he could mean Burn the Witch. It's the, same, um, the same universe, the, just different part. It's true. It's true. The 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 initial pilot had that sort of wrapped in. Uh, they don't mention it at all in the new chapter, in the four chapters, yeah. uh, which is interesting. So I wonder... If that was retconned or not, maybe not. I'm not sure. Not going to say it was or wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is interesting just to see the Western branch of Soul Society and how they're dealing with dragons over in London and stuff like that. I think that's great. Uh, and again, just more Taite Kubo is, is always fun. Taite Kubo is awesome. He's a great, yeah, yeah. great creator. I, I love the way he draws things. I think it's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I yeah, his character design I, is probably one of my favorites of, of uh, the slew of anime I watch. I think it's my favorite. Like, I think it's 100% my favorite. Like, like really. Like, he, he has, like, a few things that he kind of uh, uh, does. That, you know, uh, it's either that or, and I'm, I'm saying this right now, it's either Bleach or Demon Slayer. I really love the character designs in Demon Slayer. Yeah. I really love the character designs in Demon Slayer, uh, but I haven't seen all those yet. But uh, but they're very similar in a way too because they're samurai esque. So, um, but yeah, man, like I love it. I think it's probably my favorite. I love his character design. 
I think it's phenomenal. Uh, and I, I, I eagerly await more from him. I, I eagerly await more bleach. And uh, I think we've rambled about bleach enough. Yeah, man. We're hitting a two hour mark. That seems about right. That seems about right. We did, we did two hours on. Yeah. We did two hours on the thousand year blood war arc alone. So, exactly, you know, yeah. not bad, not bad, but uh, that's going to do it, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me in this. Anytime, one. man, you know, I'm always in. Yep, absolutely. But uh, we got some more to talk about as well. We'll be doing Promise Neverland pretty soon. That's one. Yes. I've actually had uh, I've actually had fans of the show say that I need to that I need to watch that. You've said I need to watch that. Guess what, guys? I finally watched hey, it, and, and we can now talk about Promise Neverland. He didn't tell me about it, but he finally watched. I, I was going to that day, and I forgot. But you met up with Mitch Pryor, and I was I was coming by to, that day, and I, I I got held up with work. And then Mitch spilled the beans. So, uh, yeah, that's my bad. You and him have both watched it, which makes me so happy. But, well, that's another episode. We'll get to that another day. It will be. It'll be a big episode, too, because London wants in on that one, too, and maybe even Jay. So, might get up. Yeah, dude, that'd be a big one. That'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. And I got a lot to say about that show, too. I got a lot to say. Some of my favorite characters in anime or in that show but let's talk about that another day steven thank you so much for being on really appreciate it sir thanks for the invite absolutely this has been the animation destination podcast check us out at animationdestination.com destinationcomics.com slash dnn check us out on facebook at animation destination and on twitter at animation pod uh that's it for this week i think next week we'll be doing owl house with jay in london so stay tuned